state. But, but yeah, when you're in that sovereign state with um, two different individual, individual, sorry, individuals and creating an interdependent relationship, it really is mostly just gift exchanging and is that with no attachments. It's just like, Oh, you need that? Uh, yeah, I feel good. I'll, I'll help you with that. And if you say no, it's respected, you know, you, I don't want to do that. And no, there's no judgment. There's no shame. There's no blame. There's no projection of your wounds onto the other person or vice versa. Hello, dear friends. Welcome to master the art of graceful living podcast home base for all those who are craving to live purposefully, love fiercely, and build intimate relationship with the truth of their hearts. I believe that the quality of our lives depends on the quality of our relationships. First of all, with self, then others, and all areas of our lives. Here we dive deep and share with you ideas and tools on how to build healthy, juicy, graceful relationships, fall in love with self and your life, and expand your capacity to receive abundance and pleasure. It's time to live your greatness. I'm very, very uh, grateful and happy that you joined my podcast today. Today I have with me William Apple. I pronounced it correctly? You did, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I connected with William via uh, Facebook. It's, it's what I believe um, about this, um, what I call soulful connection. I read a couple of your posts and I felt like, oh, yeah, it feels in alignment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I wanted to record a, a podcast with you so that you can share with people your own experience, your wisdom. And for today, we have chosen a subject of uh, um, like the foundation of what is sovereignty and sovereignty in uh, relationship. And uh, before we start, uh, can you please introduce yourself and tell what you're doing in the world? Uh, what is your message in the world? Sure. Um, well, my name is William Apple, and uh, I'm a self mastery uh, and Gnostic coach. Um, and so, specifically, what I focus on is seeking sovereignty as a foundational um, awareness of self. Um, and I, I utilize an esoteric approach, um, a philosophical approach, and a Gnostic approach um, with some actual psychological therapeutic practices in, in the background there. And the whole goal is to help individuals move towards self-mastery, which is complete individuation. Um, so, yeah. And... Maybe it might be a bit confusing for people. Like, what is for you self-mastery? Yeah, so self-mastery, um, it's sovereignty is the foundation of it. And, and sovereignty, we'll get into the definition of that in here in a second. But um, sovereignty is the foundation of it. Self-mastery is complete objective awareness of self um, as individuated in the world, yet has a sort of a unified awareness of the external also as self, but that's a getting a little bit more too into the esoteric of, you know, say Haraskamos or like um, actual unification. And that's something that I personally don't know myself, so I can't teach it. Um, but that's the goal is that self mastery is that ultimate foundation towards um, if that's your goal in your life um, to unify with um, the polarities in existence. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Yeah, of course. 
Um, then um, maybe we can uh, uh, talk about sovereignty in itself. Uh, how would you define uh, sovereignty? What it is for you? Being a sovereign, being sovereign, being sovereign creator. Yeah. Um, so sovereignty, it's essentially, so I think in order to find it, I think it might be helpful to give some practical sort of um, examples of what non-sovereignty looks like. Um, so non-sovereignty is, is essentially codependency. Um, and that codependency tends to be very dysfunctional. Um, and dysfunctional in the sense of, I, I, you know, I think there's some codependency that, you know, can seem functional and operate functionally, that sort of things. Um, I'm not dismissing that at all. But most of the time, codependency tends to be dysfunctional. And dysfunctional being an externalization of identification to other people or to the external world. Mm -hmm. And sovereignty is the process or the foundation of understanding that you and your authentic self are separate from other mm -hmm. an individuation process utilizing Young's terminology. Um, and as what's very interesting about that sovereignty process is that as you, <coughs> excuse me, mitigate an externalization of identification and you start to, um, move into sovereignty, mm -hmm. then you actually find other, like much more compassion, intimacy, connection with other, because in sovereignty, what ends up happening is the noise of external environments in your mind, say parental, familial, cultural, um, societal narratives, um, mm -hmm. they, they, they settle. And as a result, what you're left with is who you are authentically. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have a relationship from there and that creates interdependent relationship, et cetera. So. Yeah, yeah, thank you for that, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, like for me, it's, um, it's the same. And uh, to put it in different words, it's just uh, you are feeling good who you are in this world is not dependent on something outside of yourself. Right. And we can live our world as being dependent on external and not only in relationships, but in general, in external right. circumstances to feel good. And that's why I believe in the world of manifestation, uh, it does not work because everything is already inside of you. You're already whole. Yes. Yes. And if you want to... Uh, improve your relationship with money for example you get to feel abandoned already internally and then the external will just match how you feel internally y yes the same in the relationship like you already get to feel loved uh, and then you will match circumstances so that people just amplify this love but you're not dependent on them to to feel loved exactly and and I like talking energetically uh, about that. And I believe energy is the currency of being sovereign. For yes. me, it's uh, like how many people are living. They're living with the energy out there into the world. And we go and we try to find threats outside. It's what our mind is doing. Constantly make it happen. Fix something. Control. Manipulate people. We are out there. 
Right. The same like when we start relationship, we are so much out there so that energetically another person is feeling that and he wants to push away, right? right. While when you live as a sovereign, you collect all your energy at your core and you're just observing what's happening yes. outside. Yes. Yeah. And I loved not. everything. I loved all that. <laughs> it was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I always like to give people this small exercise that I learned myself. If you can just find an object in your room and imagine like you put all your energy out there, how you feel inside of your core. You feel mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. empty and it doesn't feel good, but mm -hmm. and it's how we live most of the time if we don't know what we are doing. But if you just collect it inside in your core and you're observing what's happening outside. So in simple words, it's being an observer and feeling good. <laughs> yeah, that's that. I, I yeah. love that. Yeah, that the the um, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, when you well, one when you when you talked about love, that that self love aspect of things mm -hmm. is amplified to the point where, like you said, the energy retains within yourself. You're not externalizing the energy, so you don't feel drained, exhausted, etc. And yet yeah, is that observer state It's that observer awareness of self. Like you, you no longer identify with the external world. You identify with self, your, your self identification. And, and there's just this beautiful interrelationship and play that happens as a result of that, because you're liberated from the external identification and the draining of energy outwardly. And it's all, it's all within self. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah. And I really like what you mentioned about how you can then give uh, uh, compassion and love towards people from a completely different place. And maybe yes. we can talk further about that. But it's just all this unconditional love. I think we have struggling, struck, we're struggling with uh, underst not understanding, but like our ego doesn't want to agree with this concept. I know it for myself, which was for a while, uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> think because it's always like, oh, how can I give it if uh, they're not responding? But it's just right. because you're trying to get something from others. If you don't, exactly. if you're sitting inside, you're like, oh, I give you love, but I'm not attached to the outcomes. Exactly. And this is like, having said all that, I still believe that we are humans and sometimes we will have expectations and attachment and it's normal. Yes. It's just when <laughs> yeah. you become aware of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I love it. Yeah, it's, it's, um, that's exactly it. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where, um, you know, in the relate in any relationship that you have, it really, it really comes down to, um, in a sovereign place, you're no longer making choices because of anyone else. So if you're interacting with someone and you're, and, and you give a gift of some sort, it's like you said, like you don't, you give it because you want it to. And then it's completely clean. You just, it's completely detached. It's completely like, here's the gift. Thank you very much for the time or whatever it is. And then you walk away and then, and that, and that there's no expectation. There's no need for anything else. There's no need for manipulation. There's no need for any sort of coercion of any kind because you are literally taking care of all of your needs. And it, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, I want a little bit to touch, um, this, um, stages of consciousness we can live in right if we talk mm -hmm. about being a victim it's like totally uh yeah i'm dependent on external circumstances i right. can't control then there is this stage of uh, self-help yeah and i think it's where many many people live in uh where they are just understand that they can have control over life but still this stage for me it requires a problem 
it sees this good and bad and right. it's always we are searching for problems in order to fix them right we are still right. are not owning our power as a sovereign creator and the third stage is being a sovereign creator when you realize that yeah um, nothing was uh, wrong in the very first place right yeah and nothing was ever broken in you that you have created everything for yourself right so and uh, maybe from your experience you can share with us like what what does it mean that we are creating everything for for ourselves right i think it's what uh, in many cases difficult to grasp for people like oh how could i create um I don't know, rape, like let's take extreme examples, rape, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. being betrayed or all these kind of things. H how do you see it? That's a big question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and it's, 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 that's, a, that's, a, that's a question that's difficult to navigate in, in simplicity because though there is an answer to it, but the, the navigation of that is very challenging because we certainly don't, in any way, shape, or form, want to feel like we're bypassing other people's experience um, and their and their and their perspective of of that experience. Um, and it is hard to navigate the sort of the extreme. Again, going to an extreme for a second. For example, any uh, child um, that might be experiencing any sort of a physical abuse. That's say one, two, three, four. Um, mm -hmm. The idea that they have a choice in that at that time. Um, that's hard, that's hard to navigate. Um, and I think that, um, my answer to that or sort of, uh, part of my answer to that is that in sovereignty, the more that, the more that we move into sovereignty, the more that we begin to see or experience, I don't know if this is your experience, this is certainly my experience. Mm -hmm. Um, a universal, the universal self, a consciousness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and the more that we move into that place, we can start to understand those concepts better, I think. It's, we have more experiential, tactile information that we can go, oh, that makes sense. How, and I wouldn't say it's necessarily a choice in creation. And I think that's the, I think that's the disc, the, the, the distinct sort of, um, not disconnect, but as a sovereign creator, for me, my sovereign creation is a, a harmonious flow with internal awareness and external experience or events. Mm -hmm. And as a sovereign self, I know what because I'm, I'm sitting more in my authentic expression, my, I call it the individuated expression of God, and that individuated, individuated expression, I know what at the core of me, my purpose, my meaning is, for what I've come here in this time, or whatever, how you wanna phrase that, to do. Mm -hmm. And so then, as a result, I look, I set those goals, and then I just watch. And the phrase, what's mine is mine, becomes very, very powerful. It's, it's, it's actually, because I don't need to go grasping. It's the same thing for like if you're, you know, if you're in, in a codependent relationship and you're coming from victim mindset and all those things, when the external, like if you're desperate, if you have that desperate feeling of, or actually let me backtrack for one second. When you're in that space, you can have 
those yearnings, that desire for more, et cetera. And, and it creates this sense of desperation for the external to provide, to give you something that you need. Mm-hmm. So we clamor for it. And in sovereign creation, in, and you can create with that energy, but it's not the same. It's not authentic. It's not rooted. It's not grounded. In sovereign creation, from my experience, it's more of knowing, understanding that what is like setting the goals and the intention and then knowing that what's going to provide for those goals and intentions. If it's mine, it's going to come to me. I don't need to go scrambling for it. I don't need to go reaching for it. I don't need to have any sort of anxiety over it. I just set the goal and I just watch. I sit in that observer state and then I allow for the materials that are necessary to build whatever it is that I'm building to, to come, uh, you know, into my, my presence and then I utilize them. Um, and so that's, that's that sovereign creation aspect. I think that the, the distinction of say, if you, you know, how do you, like when you just go to something extreme where you're like, how do you create a rape? Mm-hmm. The, the, I think the, the way that I would go with that, especially if I was talking to a client or, and there, and I have, and, and this is kind of how I approach it is that I don't go to the place of how you created that. That's, that's for, I think that that's like more of a personal Gnostic, personal Gnosis experience where you, as you do the self work, you come to understand that for yourself. And that's a teaching that I don't think that we can really kind of pass along because it, I think it sometimes can maybe do bit more damage than other than not. Um, but so what I'll do is I'll go, you know, in the, in that, um, in talking about something that's been horrific for you, um, or for an individual is look at it as, or encourage them to look at it as <clears throat> understanding, trying to find the gifts in the event mm-hmm. of how it made you stronger, of how it made you tougher, how Maybe, maybe it did put up coping mechanisms that were completely survival oriented, but it kept you safe. Like all, like starting to own the power of what you, like, even though the event was horrible within itself, like that, that was very challenging for you. It was very damaging to you as a person trying to dig out what you gain from that helps you to find that sovereign identity because you go, Oh, even though I felt like a victim, I still feel like a victim. Um, actually there was a part of me that was completely protecting myself. And the more that you start to move in that direction, then people can start anchoring the sovereign self and then they can look back at whether or not they created that for themselves and kind of, um, mm-hmm. you know, do that work that way. So. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like how, how I see it is, <clears throat> well, for me, life is always happening for you and, uh, I know that it might be difficult to understand for people who went through something, right? Just right. To, to realize it. But it's just, I believe that at the soul level, we pick up all these experiences to, yes. to become who we are. Yes. And of course, it's not easy when you went through something like that to, right. yeah, you, you, it requires forgiveness. And I think like when we're talking about all this, uh, um, like more spiritual aspect, I always, try to remember remind people that but be okay with your human experience it's yes. okay to feel what you're feeling it's not yes. bypassing this experience but it's just everything 
if I see uh, like many, many people who are now great coaches, mentors, spiritual leaders, they went through something terrific because yes. this was part of the experience to develop more compassion and love. And I know like for myself, when I was going through some breakups, right? So every time, even if it was very painful, my heart was opening and I was able to mm -hmm. feel more, more unconditional love towards people, more yeah. compassion towards people. So I believe that's why in this life we are to expand and to evolve. And sometimes it's happening through these painful experiences. The problem yes. is that we don't want to accept it. And the, all the suffering is happening when we don't accept it. But we, right. we don't remember why we put it into our life in this lifetime. Right. That's why we experience all this suffering. Right. And I think that, yeah, and, and, and as you move into the, that sovereign state awareness, it's you, you become, you, you start to understand that when you look back at those moments of, of horror that you did, in fact, like you said, you did, in fact, mm -hmm. um, create that for yourself. Um, but it, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it, it, until you until you get there, you can't see that. It's just like there's no way that I would ask for that. But when you get to the sovereign state or at least part of the sovereign state, it's then you go, oh, I see. Like you just said, it's like I see how I needed that experience in order to get me to where I'm at today. Um, and, and, and there's no way other, otherwise that I would have been, that I would be able to be at the place that I'm at today without that experience. Yeah. yeah. But, but then I believe with that comes as well, big responsibility because, uh, yes. and what I mean by that is when, uh, you create an unconsciously your experiences in the beginning, because you don't know, like everything, like even if we take relationships, all those breaks ups, maybe you have been living with this belief that, oh, I'm not worthy of being loved or they yep. abandon me or that I need to change in order to be loved. So you create all that. And I believe we are pulling out from people different aspects. So they start behaving with you in this way. Yes. But when you realize what's happening, it's not like. Yeah, you understand, but it's very important as well to take responsibility when you go to the next one so that you don't recreate the same. And yes. for me, that's why sovereignty is a big responsibility because it is. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's like <laughs> I, I almost finished. Just when you understand that you are creating everything in your world, then you're like, oh, you need, you get to become conscious moment by moment. And it's. Right. Yeah, when I started to realize that it's not always a um, fun place to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'll, 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 as an extension to that, so the one of the the kind of the, one of the ways that I teach sovereignty is a big the foundational aspect of moving towards self uh, sovereignty is self accountability responsibility. Mm -hmm. So really, like I find that to be the doorway, um, and then then there's self-inquiry and though you put those two things together, self-inquiry and self-accountability and you will find sovereignty. It's sort of an effortless process. But so I agree with you. I think that, yeah, it's, it's, there's also too, as an extension of what you're saying, I have found that the more that I anchor into sovereign, authentic awareness of myself, mitigating, eradicating identification with external narrative, et cetera, and it's kind of what I was talking about earlier is that my responsibility, my accountability of how I move into relationship is already anchored 
more and more every single day into a place of responsibility that, and it, and it flows naturally. So I don't naturally and effortlessly, the more that you move into self and self-awareness and that sovereign place, there's an effortless um, expression of where you don't, you just show up naturally in a responsible state because self-accountability is such an anchor or self-responsibility is such a foundational awareness and anchor of sovereignty that you can't not express that. And so, yeah. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. But uh, having said that, like uh, I want to elaborate a little bit on that. Do you yeah. think well that um, then when you come in the relationships and um, this is what I learned about different stages, right? It's all being in relationship. It's the first you uh, come and you try to, okay, I can't satisfy my needs. I'm out. The second right. one is more transactional. We just talk with each other. This is my need. This is your need. And I think it's very healthy stage. It's where maybe we all need to be for a period of time. Yeah, certainly the, more functional. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the third one is about what, what is required in the moment. And I think this is what is um, what we can do when we become much more sovereign. You know, it's like it's not what I need, but what, what is the gift that I can give because I'm already full and yes. I can give this gift to you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what I find that what, how you just frame that is what I think, you know, is called in the psychological community as, as an interdependent relationship. Mm -hmm. So you, you know, you're in, um, you're sovereign within self. You're not expecting anything and you don't really need anything. You don't need anything from anybody else. And as a result, then it really just is a, a sort of a constant gift exchange, whatever the relationship is. And, and especially if both people show up in that, that stage, which I hope that if you're in a sovereign state and, you know, and, and in, in a relationship with someone that's not in a sovereign state, then maybe I, I would encourage that individual to maybe try to find somebody that's in a sovereign state. But, but yeah, when you're in that sovereign state with um, two different individual, individual, sorry, individuals and creating an interdependent relationship, it really is mostly just gift exchanging and is that with no attachments. It's just like, Oh, you need that? Uh, yeah, I feel good. I'll, I'll help you with that. And if you say no, it's respected, you know, you, I don't want to do that. And no, there's no judgment. There's no shame. There's no blame. There's no projection of your wounds onto the other person or vice versa. It literally is just, that sounds great. Let's do that. Or no, I can't do that today. Let's do it tomorrow. Or I don't want to do that at all or whatever, you know? And, and also too is at the, as sort of like an ultimate point, either, either a, you continue a relationship because it's working and, but if it ends or like, it's just not working anymore, the ending of that relationship, it's like, Oh, that's, this doesn't work anymore. I love you. Thank you for the time. And that's had a beautiful relationship and you go your separate ways and there's no, there's no weirdness about it. There's no pain. There's, I mean, there might be a little sadness and some nervous system responses, but yeah, the, mostly it's just a, it's just a clean, respectful, you know, breakup. So, yeah, 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 definitely. But uh, having said that, uh, about the needs, I uh, I think it is still healthy when you just communicate them, even if you are in sovereign relationship. Absolutely. Because uh, you know, like we are still. I think we have all our life to process all our 
all yeah. childhood programming and everything. But being sovereign, it doesn't mean that you don't need to have all those wounds, right, and needs. Right, right. But it's more like you are coming from the place of I take responsibility. I know what's happening. I'm not projecting them on you. This is my stuff. Can you support me? Can you hold space for me? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think that's a really important distinction to make. Yeah, because, it, you know, yeah, like you said, we're still human. We still have a human experience, and we're still going to come up with things that we're totally responsible for. We know that. We own that in that sovereign space. Mm-hmm. But if you're in relationship, yeah, it's, a, it's always nice to just be like, hey, like, I'm, I'm going through this. Dude, would you, do you have time and space to, to be here for me for that and just kind of walk with me on that? And that's, it, you know, it's, it's beautiful to be able to do that and to be able to, to be able to feel, and also too, in that sovereign space, when you express those needs and someone shows up and they say, no, I can't do that for you, you know, especially if they're in a sovereign space or even, it doesn't even matter they are, that's a judgment, but just in your own sovereign awareness, you go, okay, you can't. And it's not, you don't feel wounded you don't feel like you're being punched in the face you don't feel like you know you don't have that you just go okay cool that person showed up and they said no they can't help cool i'll go do this on my own that's it's it's that's what i'm doing anyways but i was just asking for a little help and they can't do that and it's not a big deal if they can't so yeah yeah yeah, yeah because you can go and satisfy this need somewhere else. <laughs> exactly yeah exactly yeah <laughs> try and we are trying to to give all our needs to one person and it can never be satisfied through yeah yeah it's too much of a burden well, and I, and one of, yeah, exactly. And one of my, um, one of the first teachings I give to my clients is, uh, is that no one can know you better than you know yourself. So mm-hmm. why, and that's just literally true. No matter how much you, time you spend with someone else, there are so many processes, there are so many little nuanced experiences and interpretations that you're going through that you'll never be able to articulate because it's just, it's almost infinite really, if not actually infinite. And as a result, there's no way that anybody's ever going to be able to know all that nuanced experience. So you know you better than you that anyone else ever will. So just own that. And if you start owning that, then you're not going to need anybody else to fill those needs. Really, it's more just yeah. a walking home. So yeah, yeah. And uh, for people to understand if they are in this uh, not healthy <laughs> codependence relationship, can you maybe give uh, three? major like description what does it mean to be in codependent relationships to be in codependent relationships yeah, yeah. Um, so they know like oh oh it's so it's like, like yes yeah, flags yeah if you need anything from anybody else <laughs> <laughs> if you if you if you are looking at other and saying i just wish they would do this I just wish, or I, you know, I did A, B, and C, and that person didn't show up. They they suck as a human being. Whatever, you know. Then your judgments yeah. come out. Um, if you're doing any of that, you're in a codependent relationship. Um, and to take that further, the minute that the like every moment that you're externalizing identification. Um, so, and, and this is the beautiful thing, actually, this is a little side note, but this is the beautiful thing. The more that we move into sovereignty, the less judgments we have mm-hmm. because, you know, so, like, so, and by extra, so then that moves into the definition of externalization here, which is if you're externalizing yourself and by mean, what that means is, is if somebody, for example, like one example of that is somebody does something that's external of you and you go, oh, I wouldn't have done that. 
or I don't know why that person did that or whatever. That's mm-hmm. a codependent relationship. You're, you're, I, you're projecting your identification onto another person and, and then trying to quantify their actions based on how you would justify them or how you would, you would do that. So that, and, and yeah, the externalization slash projection, those, th- those words would be, I think, interchangeable there a little bit. Um, and if you can't see your life without that person, mm-hmm. I think that's a big one. And I, it's, it's hard. It's, and I think that a lot of you, I, you know, if I, t- if I tell my clients this, especially that one, and especially if they've come to me, like I'm having relationship issues and they're, they want to work on their, their self love so that they can be less codependent. And, you know, one of the things that I work on with, with individuals that I work with is I need you to work on what it's like, like looking, what life would look like without this person. Because if you can't live without this person, then you're literally, if you feel that way, then you're literally giving your heart and soul to a relationship outside of yourself. And it's always going to, it's always going to end up in failure, not failure. And I, it's always going to end up dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Failure is a good word for, you know, beginning stages, but dysfunctional because you're then at some point it's not sustainable. At some point it's not functional. At some point you don't, you're not going to be thriving in that relationship. So it's just sort of inedible and it's really hard. I mean, I know, especially when you're in that victim state um, and I, I've been here, we've all been here, but when you're in that victim state, it's, it's like, and this is this actually I, I do I do want to actually talk about this for just one second, which is the distinction of victim state awareness. Is that I actually just talked about this. I I did a post about this a while ago, where and it kind of talked about this, which is that, for example, you and I are, if I was if I was in victim state and you and I are having a conversation right now, and it, this conversation is going very fine, there's nothing here happening except for this conversation. I'm not I'm not a victim right now, mm-hmm. but. I can bring that victim state awareness into this present moment and feel like a victim, even though it's not actually happening. This, this conversation is fine. Everything around me is fine, but I'll feel like a victim. And that's the distinction because yes, things happened. Yes. There's an event that or multiple events that you experienced in your life that you were a victim in that moment. Yeah. But after that moment, you weren't. Um, and, 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 it, but you carry that wound. And if you carry that wound then that brings the victim mindset into, into play. So, um, now I've lost my train of thought. I was trying to, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, I was going to talk about victim, uh, victim, something with, uh, codependent relationships, but if I can't if, if, uh, <laughs> we were talking that if you can't live without the person that you're asking your clients, if you can't, yeah, live, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, thank you. Yeah with that victim when you're coming into the if you come into relationship as vict as victim or in victim mindset then you're always looking for an external savior and so much of our relationships that we have so many of them and i know i've done this is we look to the other person and go you're going to save me mm-hmm. from all my hurts and the minute that you do that you've given you've given your power away and it's not, it's not, they didn't take it from you. You literally gave it to them. And then you're stuck with that. Um, and, and until, until you hit the wall of what that does, um, until that smacks you in the face hard, uh, sometimes it takes that to, to, to realize, oh, I can't keep doing that. But, but yeah. 
So those are the red flags. Those are the big red flags. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And uh, you know, with this, um, what you, uh, your last point, I think, yeah, uh, many people might be um, not triggered by that, but you know, like we, we hope we will come in relationship and we will feel better. They will complete me right. and. I can share my own experience and I think um, about this attachment style that people mm -hmm. have, right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and it's coming from our uh, childhood wounding, coming from our relationships with parents. And I believe that I always had the anxious attachment style. And mm -hmm. when I was coming into relationship, it's my big wound of abandonment abandonment was activated almost nothing major had happened with my parents it's just something as a child you could perceive something small sure. as as abandonment and then i like oh i was so much attached to all this like oh when they're sending me messages and what does it mean and it's like it's so much for your nervous system just yeah. to handle all that because you're watching for the threats everywhere Yes, and uh, I was just always like for, for for what I'm doing for my clients, I was discovering what is the approach because um, there are some in this book itself, which which where there is written about this attachment uh, style. They they also saying like you you get to communicate it to your partner so that he can support you with that. But to be honest, now I think. It will not give you the ultimate solution because it shows up as a burden to your partner one more time, right? So yes. Putting yes. all this, your anxious style on them. Yes. And it's good to share it with them. I'm working through that. But yeah, but I'm going to work on this myself. Yes. And um, I was healing this part of me. And uh, I think I healed it <laughs> by now. <laughs> right. Also, sometimes it still shows up. But, you know, right, at right. one point I made decision. No, I'm going to, I don't want to do it this way because still you keep on being in this codependency. And you're dependent on somebody sending you messages at the right time or somebody always right. confirming you. So, yeah. 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 And I believe it's like, it's, it gets to be a balance. If you're working on something still, if, you, if people who are listening, they have attachment style, like tell it to your partner. Tell it because then yes. they, it gets clear, like what are you yes. going through? But then take this responsibility uh, uh, to heal it. Yeah. Yes. For yourself. And it's always amazing, I believe as well, you're attracting somebody who will help you to heal it <laughs> right yeah so yeah one way or another yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah. and that's that, that's actually another that's one of one of those other gifts that come up from sovereignty is going back and, and it's the same thing as looking at the childhood experience of whatever that you're having with trauma or abuse or anything or any sort of neglect or anything like that it's the same thing as like as you're it's it's like you just literally said as you're going through the stages of your evolution as a person Every relationship that shows up, whether it's a relationship like we talked about when we first talked, like a, it, it could be your relationship with a door that you have next to you or an actual person, whatever it is, that relationship is going to teach you something. Um, and, it, and it's hard to see that in that moment, but you, you did call that in. And, and a lot of times it's very unconscious. But the, when you get to sovereignty, you can look back at that and you go, oh, I see how that was helpful. Thank you. And then you have a lot more gratitude, too, because you're like, oh, I get it. I, I just really would not be here if I hadn't gone through that little nuanced experience there. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I believe we like if I look through my life, we attract the partners 
really to help us to heal all those wounds, not yes. only one, but yeah, and it's getting better and better. And I believe every relationship you're in will have a piece of karma, what you call it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but when you start realizing how it is happening, it will be getting better and better. And uh, I believe not only you attract people who will, I don't know if your wound is uh, uh, being abandoned or betrayal, those sure. who, but you will pull out from them aspects that will match your story because I believe that yes. we are multifaceted beings. We have so many activation points inside of ours and that's why different people are, are behaving differently with different people. It's just because right. they're trying to match your story and when you realize yes. it, you have, uh, yeah, you have power over it as well. It's like, oh, okay, what I'm putting out there. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, I agree. And yeah, there's two extensions that I'd like to add to that is, yeah, well, the first one, I'll go back for a second. When, and my own personal experience relationship, you were talking about, you know, that, that um, the projection of, you know, your needs onto other people. And then there's the, um, what was the word you used? It was um, the other, giving the other person the impression that they needed to be responsible for that. Mm -hmm. um, the burden of, yeah, yeah, I think that was the word you used. Um, in my own experience relationship, what I saw happening was, or what I can see happen, what was happening now, is there would be an expectation from my partner. So I come into the relationship, and this has come from my own personal experience, come into the relationship with abandonment issues, uh, neglect issues, and the person across from me who I want, who I feel like feels some, fills some of my needs because I'm externalizing, projecting, they say my needs are this. Well then for me, what I would do is then I go, well, how am I going to feed all those needs? I'm going to feed all those needs. But then that person may not show up because I'm externalizing my identification and giving and giving and giving mm. and dysfunctionally giving. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking time to look at myself. So then there's a like cyclical dysfunctional relationship where then I'm consciously or unconsciously expecting for that person to be there and show up because I've shown up. Mm, yeah. And, and, and that's, and so then it's like, and when they don't, then you have this thing where it's like, but I do all this for you. Why couldn't you show up for me then? And yeah. it's this, this, and it goes both ways. It's like this constant, like dysfunctional feeding off of each other. Like, you know, no matter how much I give, you can't show up for me now, no matter how much, you know, whatever, like some language like that. And I just want to, because that was, that's definitely been a, a, you know, looking back at some of my relationships, that definitely was a big part of the dysfunction mm -hmm. in my relationship because of that abandonment wound. Mm -hmm. um, and then I've lost the, I've lost, <laughs> lost the, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I did want to share that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, and uh, how, how are you navigating it now? Like if, if you're in a relationship and you know, because I think like we have these co-wounds, which, which maybe are living with us for the rest of our, this lifetime, which just we are becoming aware of that. Mm -hmm. How are you navigating it today? Like you, you want to give, but the partner is coming and expressing their needs. So how are you navigating the situation not to be in the same uh past pattern right right now for me it's kind of this is kind of the phrase that's in my my mind when it but if it ain't it it ain't it and what i mean by that is that if 
I know what I want. Mm -hmm. I know what my needs are. Mm -hmm. And I won't accept anything less than that. Just period. So if somebody comes into my life and we enjoy each other's company, then it's it for the moment. If we don't for some reason in the next moment, then it isn't. And it's sort of like a moment by moment. It's no, I'm hardly, excuse me, I'm hardly in the future very much or in the past. I'm much more now. And so when I, when, when I'm in a relationship of any kind now, whether it's friends or intimate or whatever, that relationship, it, it, I show it fully in this present moment. Mm-hmm. And when the, when, when we disconnect, um, it, you know, when we, when we walk away from each other in the physical present moment, then I'm on to the next thing. And it doesn't, it's not dismissal, no dismissing of that person's power or beauty and, and how they impacted my life in that past moment. Mm-hmm. But that moment's over. And so now I move on. And so, and you know, I think a lot of, when I explain this, a lot of people go, well, how can you get into a committed relationship like that? How can you move into, and it's, well, that it, for me, I know so much of what I want and I'm looking for that the commitment is every present moment. So it's, it's, I'm, that's when I'm in my committed relationship is just in the present moment. And and if in that present moment we want to talk about future planning or setting goals as a partnership or whatever it is, absolutely can do that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It just means that we can set that goal and then we take it moment by moment by moment to reach that goal. And at some point, if we separate, then we separate or we continue doing it. That's beautiful. Whatever it is. Either way, yeah. um, it's all moment by moment. So, yeah. 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 It's just... <laughs> moment by moment is, a, is the best for approach for everything. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Because one more time we set expectation and then mm. we get disappointment. But I think as well is uh, uh, you get to give a space for a person to uh, to grow, even if it's with yeah. a partnership. I mean, I know what yeah, I yeah. want, but I think where lots of relationships are going, we said this. Uh, <laughs> what people are calling uh, the one. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> we, we put this picture and then we are trying yeah. to fit another person in your definition of the one. If they yes. don't fit, you're like, okay, goodbye, I'm walking away. Right. And I believe then, like, it's how many people are searching for the one and they're never able to find the one. Because what's happening, we, if he, the, he or she can't fit the one, we withdraw our love we withdraw our like we, we sure. make love conditions. Yeah. and then we think that they will become the one if we're punishing him through withdrawing love and i think right. this program of punishment is through where lots of people are lots of people are living with you know like oh, right. if i punish you you will but i believe you like if you look at how it is developing at the soul level if you look like this person you are here to evoke something from him or her something good and ex- like uh, not being attached to the outcome. Okay, I'm going to be and give my love, give my gifts, because I'm helping them to grow at a soul level. I'm awoken something great from them, right? And this is already a success, I believe, right? right yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah, whether you continue or not. And I believe what's happening very often is if you give the space, another person 
it's like you stop projecting on them your description of the one. <laughs> yes. They have this space to grow. They have this yes. space because then I believe when people feel loved, they have much more opportunity to to grow with you. Than yes. Yeah, and I think that's, I think you just, uh, to me, I think you just nailed like the gift of sovereignty is the external gift is that you show up in relationship with mitigation, if not hopefully eradication of conditioning, external conditioning. Because uh, this is something I teach as well. Is So, you know, even if you're looking, like you said, if you're looking for the one, that's a future externalization, right? So anytime we're looking towards the future, we're externalizing ourselves towards something that doesn't even actually exist yet. Yeah. So... So the one is a future thing and we're externalizing and projecting that onto the, a person, et cetera, et cetera, like you're saying. And what, what you're doing in that moment is you're projecting essentially conditions, right? Like you're saying, like you're, you're giving these conditions to this person. If you don't meet these needs, then I'm out, you know? And of course, if you feel your own needs then that won't ever necessarily happen. But so, but, getting to that observer state, which happens in the sovereign state awareness as observer as well. And as strictly observer, if we're actually getting into strict observer state, there's no conditions there. Mm -hmm. And, but as you know, as you're mitigating that and working on that, as, when you're in relationship and you're moving much more into that deep observer state where there's unconditioned observer state, everything that you bring into relationship more and more of that is unconditioned. And, as a result, the condition, you can look at the conditioning as something that people can hold on to, or they can scramble with, or they can fight against, or they can push against, or they can, it's, it's something tangible and definite that you can actually define and give a reason why you can, why you can continue externalizing yourself onto someone else and then say, well, you did this. That's why I'm doing this. Right? So that's a, and those conditions pr present that when you're unconditioned, it's like you're saying, you show up in love and you give, you naturally just effortlessly give your partner space to just figure out who they are. They don't need to be anything else except for themselves. Yeah. And that's a beautiful gift. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This space. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I believe as well, like, uh, we don't appreciate each other <laughs> as well. It's kind yeah, of no, not as much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you can shift your appreciation part for 80% and then 24, okay, what I need from that, it's, it's shift as well. And it's what I always teach to people, you know, like especially more in the dating part. Of course, you start ah, noticing some parts of the person maybe you you dislike, right? It's right. Normal. But at the beginning, like find this, parts you love and give your love to this part don't focus right. on what you dislike because right i believe as well that we are evoking something from each other moment by moment and if yes. you focus on the good they will show you more of that and this is we can talk about this from energy or more esoteric point sure. of view, but as well from a purely pragmatic point of view it's like if you behave in a certain way with a person and focus on his good he wants to give you more of that and the example yes. for me is always um, when you're going through a transformation yourself and you have been one person and maybe you were 
I don't know, this sad, depressed person, right? And you have transformed. You're not this person anymore. Then you go to visit your parents. They don't know that you have transformed. They still relate to you as your old self. Right. Subconsciously, you start believing as your old self. I have experienced this so many times in the past. And I right. think the same is happening in your relationship. Like when you behave, when you make the story about them that this way and you behave in, with them in this way, they just start behaving with you according to what you think about them. I completely agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then how, um, if we're talking about personal boundaries, right, mm-hmm. and values, um, I mean, sovereignty means that you're holding your uh, boundaries as well, right? Yeah, effortlessly. Effortlessly. And yeah, yeah it, 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 it doesn't mean that, because maybe it, it will be confusing for people like, yeah, I can satisfy my needs and I'm just giving love unconditionally. It does not mean that you are, get, get to tolerate something which is not in alignment with your values and with your uh, personal boundaries, right? Right. So you uh, you just communicated, but uh, from a place of not projecting, but just okay. This is who I am. This is my values. If it's not in alignment, I'm just walking away. Yes. Uh, how how do you teach it to your clients? Maybe you can uh, elaborate on that a bit. Yeah. Well, initially, you know, boundaries are really important as a as a defining process and the path to sovereignty. Um, so they're very, very important. And the initially the boundaries will be reactionary in, in the sense that you go, you know, as you start to claim yourself again, you'll start to go, that's, that's bad for me, you know, quote unquote bad for me. I'm that's no longer in my life. And it's a very sort of no, you know, and then and, and a very hard boundary. And then you put up some, you'll find some other things you go, no, that's no longer happening. Um, uh, one of my clients, I, <laughs> I use the, um, uh, have you seen the movie black Panther? No, it's a beautiful movie. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, actually, actually it's, in, actually, I apologize. It's actually an infinity war. It's an, uh, Avengers movie, but, um, there's the, um, uh, uh, King T'Challa is a character in the story and there's this whole thing and I won't go into the whole thing, but in part of the movie and it's a meme that goes around and we, we don't do that here. And that's kind of my, as a sovereign king, and you're starting to move into your own king awareness or queen awareness, um, if you will, to utilize that archetype, um, you just start to go, no, we don't do that here. It's just this no, it's just like, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that anymore. We're not, you know. So anyways, but that's what boundaries are sort of like initially in the process towards sovereignty. Once you get into that sovereign state awareness, because of the self-love, because of the holding yourself accountable, because of the self-inquiry and looking at who you are, what your authentic expression is, what you, what vibes with you, what doesn't vibe with you, what aligns, what doesn't align. Then the boundaries just come out naturally because it is just as simple as so like, all right, I'm like, there's even, and people I know have taken this as me being rude. It's not at all. Um, but that's again, the projection of what they expect of a social exchange. But sometimes like if the conversation is just done, I go, all right, cool. Thanks. And like, there's no, and I just walk away. There's no like formalities. There's no, like, I really, Oh, I was really good. You know, like if, if I feel called to do that, then I will do that. But if I don't, then I'm like, right, thanks for the conversation. I just walk away. Like, I don't need to say, I don't need to say anything else other than I appreciate your time. Um, 
And even then, you know, I think in a sovereign, sovereign relationship, you wouldn't even necessarily, I appreciate necessarily need to say, I appreciate your time, but it's always nice to just kind of do it anyways. But, um, I think, um, so yeah, the, the point is, is that boundaries initially are very, very important. And they're going to be these hard reactionary no's because you're cleaning up your, your field of awareness and what's good for you and what's not. And then as you move into sovereignty, the boundaries are just effortless because you know who you are, you know what you want, and there's nothing. The only person stopping you from having those things really is you. Mm. So you just, you just say, no, that's not good for me. And you don't have, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to look like anything. It could literally just be, thanks for your time. I appreciate it and walk away. That's, that's, just, that's literally yeah. as simple as it can So Yeah. But, and I believe it triggers a lot of people because they are not capable of holding their own boundaries. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, so, yeah. <laughs> I think most people have a struggle with that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, can we say then that uh, self-love is maybe the first thing we need to start to claim back our sovereignty? Yeah, I think <clears throat> from my experience, I think it looks like, kind of like how I said it earlier, is that, <clears throat> well... You wouldn't, I don't think you would recognize it as self-love initially, mm. but that, but moving into that self-accountability and self-inquiry process is a self-love action. Mm-hmm. So I would say that foundationally self-love is the motivator for anything you're going to do in sovereignty. Yes. Um, but pra- like m- mechanically speaking, I, from experience, it seems to be more that people start to align with the accountability and the inquiry process. Okay, cool. I need to get to self-love, so I'm going to start being accountable and I'm going to start inquiring, not realizing that those actions in themselves are actual self-love, but that the mechanisms of doing that will lead them to that. So, but yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think self-love is a big concept and self-love sometimes means ah, to see objectively where you are and yes. see yes. which maybe will cause you pain. And yes. Yeah, you people don't associate it with self-love. How it gets right, to right. Yeah. But this is <laughs> how you learn about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. We have been going for about an hour yeah. already. So, yeah. um, do you want to add something to that about? No, um, I can't think of anything else. Actually, there was something that came up earlier. What was that? Um, was it was a young I'm a Jungian at heart um, and uh, there was something that you said that triggered something that Jung identified and I wanted to but I can't think of it now so that's fine <laughs> maybe um, we'll leave it for yeah that. it'll be another time yeah <laughs> yeah. So, no, yeah and then I have uh, one last question for you sure. what is yeah. your biggest truth in life your personal truth in life can be relationship wise or not (laughs) oh that's 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 i feel vulnerable right now okay (laughs) um i lean to that i don't know for a second here i has i know i i i know i know what my truth is and i know what my my path is and and i i, I sometimes um especially publicly I, I hesitate to say it out loud um i'll simplify it and i'll say that that i know that my path is to help people um mm-hmm. and and that um 
to help people find because there's so much of, you know, especially what we're seeing in the world right now, and especially in the U S I don't know if you guys are keeping up with the debauchery that's happening in the U S right now. Um, um, but it's, it's, you know, and, and I, I understand that what we're going through is just a natural process of um, birthing into a new life. I mean, that's just, mm-hmm. you, you can't have birth without the birth pains of it. Um, doesn't matter what you're creating. So I acknowledge that. Um, and I think my part of my part in the whole process and my truth is being a part of that and helping individuals um, find their sovereignties, find, find self-mastery. Um, it's something that I have looked for all my life and it went through, I had to go through that dark night of the soul, that complete ego death where it was just like literally became, I'll get personal, literally, literally became suicidal. I was hospitalized at one point years ago as Mm -hmm. a result of that. Um, And the path back from that. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things you, I can go back because now I'm at where I'm at now. I go, Oh yeah. Everything that happened, was because I needed that. I needed to go through that in order to get to where I am today. So mm-hmm. sharing sharing that expression and helping people find sovereignty, self mastery, self love. Because the less that we project into the world, the less chaos we'll see out there. The less destruction. The less I I, I know it one hundred percent because one in my own external. I'm sure you experience this too in my own in, immediate environment. There's much more love. There's much more patience. There's much more understanding. There's much more, all those things that we're all seeking at the end of the day, we're just hoping that we can find it in the process of getting the sovereignty. You find it, you, it just comes naturally and effortlessly. So I think that that's really a big core of my work. That, that's, that is the core external part of my path is, is to help people find that for themselves and it, not only for the individual, but also for the world as a law at large in the hopes that we can mitigate some of the tensions that are going on in the world and move into that new awakening. So, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing this vulnerable yeah, yeah. <laughs> part of your life. Yeah. Thank <laughs> I you. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think like what you are doing is so much required now yes. in this world. Likewise. Yes. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. And it's, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's just because, Still, there is lots of chaos out there, but I think there is all those people and coaches, light workers. Yeah, they are growing, and there are so many amazing souls out there who can, I believe, now can uplift the ones who are, who are still in their victimhood. Yes, and uh, yeah, and it's what you mentioned. All this, you, cr- I believe, like at soul level, we create everything, and you, yes. you go. Yes. This and now you see, okay, that's why why it's happened in my life, and it's well, I, so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and I, I and I, maybe you said it before, but I think the distinction of creating at a soul level is important in that sovereign. You know, when we talk about because I because I, um, that is true on us on the ultimate soul level, over soul, you know, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, highest self consciousness, mm-hmm. and that perspective. Yeah, you absolutely did create those things. You, it, it, it's inevitable. It's completely impossible for it to have been anything otherwise so i think yeah just wanted to add that distinction because i completely agree with that yeah yeah yeah. and uh, so maybe you can share as well where people can find you if they want to work with you uh, social media and um, 
Yeah. Um, I don't have a website yet. I'm actually in the process. I'm, I'm actually new, but I, I kind of blew up. And, and so I haven't, the regular things of business I have not done. Uh, mostly I'm just on Facebook and I'm actually off of Facebook right now. I'm taking a little bit of a social media break, but I'm always, I do because my, my clients reach out to me either via text or messenger. So, um, I'm on messenger. If you got, if anybody wants to reach out to me, you can find me at, uh, William Apple, um, on Facebook. Um, I think if I remember correctly that if you want to search for me specifically, I think it's will with the underscore Apple underscore one. I think that's what it is or something like that. But I think I should come up pretty quickly if you type in William Apple. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's where anybody can find me for right now. And uh, in the next month or so, I should have a, a proper business page and all that stuff. So, <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. And uh, Absolutely. Thank you for the invite. Yeah. That was it for today. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe for this podcast or share it with someone you believe can benefit from it. My mission is to remind you about the light and greatness you have been born with and help you reconnect with your own sense of self-worth, self-love, delight and pleasure. If you have a moment, I would be so grateful if you could leave a review on your favorite podcast app.